So if you see that if your first walk with your puppy and you feel that wow my puppy really cannot cannot do it, he's he is not walking, then you have to do preparatory work. What I mean by preparatory work is uh you uh, for me I teach my dog to hold something in his mouth while walking. So if the dog uh, hold something in his mouth while walking, it's very difficult for him to smell. Because if he smells, he has to drop the item. And the minute he drops the item, I shove it back to his mouth. Mm-hmm. So, so you got to teach the puppy to like holding the article in his mouth. Okay, mm-hmm. so that you have to do. That. What's that's what I do for my dogs. Okay, and that's what I I teach other people's dogs also is to hold something in the mouth, and then when they are successfully holding something in his mouth and able to walk with the leash holding the article in his mouth in your own home area environment, then only you start talking about taking the dog out for the walk. Hey, Pupster. Welcome to Train Your Dog Podcast. I'm your host, Dexter. Train Your Dog Podcast is a new doggy podcast on education, animal learning, behavior modification, and dog training. Train Your Dog Podcast focuses on helping your puppy to make sound decisions. Good decision empowers your puppy to enjoy freedom, and with good decision, gets your puppy a good and rewarding reinforcements. Pups promote positive interaction with animals and pups your companion for life. We are back on the fun fact about dogs uh, segment and today we want to talk about uh, a bloodhound sense. Right? A bloodhound sense or smell can be used as evidence in court and can track over 300 hours, over 130 miles. And this is something that is incredible. And we have cases in the US where they are using uh, the bloodhound scent as a sample. And the evidence can be used to submit it as a court uh, document, right? However, uh, no one has used the bloodhound scent as of yet. This week, uh, we will have Suit back uh, to our podcast, and we want to thank Suit for uh, joining us again, right? For the Puppy to Adulthood uh, podcast uh, series that she's doing, right? Today, we will touch on the five uh, uh, training of topics that we can put in together for the puppy, right? So, number one, we're looking into uh, the toilet training. Number two, the feeding ticks and how to feed them. Number three, uh, leash walking. And number four, retrieving games. Uh, number five, importance of crate training. Uh, we want to welcome Suip uh, again back to the podcast, and we would love to dive into it right now. Yeah. So maybe okay. So maybe you can uh, bring us in uh, in terms of uh, I think the last time we talked about is to how to prepare uh, the puppy coming to our home, right? Uh, right. So uh, this round we want to touch on toilet training as one of the subject. Uh, yeah. Do you want to discuss in how do you uh, do your toilet training? Hello, uh, I'm uh, Su Yap here. Uh, today is the uh, second session of my uh, podcast uh, training series with Dexter. Uh, today, 
we are going to talk about some toilet training options, uh, feeding method, leash walking, crate training, and uh, retrieving games. Okay, toilet training options. Toilet training options actually depend on uh, the family's lifestyle. Uh, there are various methods for training, uh, toilet training, whether it's uh, big and small dog also make a little bit of difference and where you stay. Okay, I start with uh, those staying in the apartment, mm. uh, condos. Uh, the option that is uh, most easy is uh, to take the dog, the puppy to the toilet or to the uh, corner of the whatever small area you have. Uh, how I train uh, toilet training for apartment dwellers is uh, put a rag, a small towel, soak up with the puppy's urine and hang it at the area where you want the puppy to go. If you want the puppy to go to the toilet, you hang it in the toilet. Uh, if you want the puppy to go in the enclosed area, you maybe use an exercise pen uh, and a toilet tray. Then you hang the, uh, the smell near there. Especially if you use the toilet tray, you have to uh, put the scent uh, on the toilet tray. Toilet trays can be bought easily at the uh, pet shops. Mm. So for small, small breed dogs and medium breed size dogs, uh, toilet, uh, the toilet training using the tray is very convenient because once you can train on the tray, you can take the tray anywhere and uh, uh, puppy will go towards the place. Okay, why I say hang uh, the smell, the small towel at the toilet area uh, is so that at least uh, the puppy won't go and bite off the towel and play with the towel. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so you, you kind of like hang it out of reach of the puppy, but he can smell the smell. Uh, puppies, I think all puppies have a very good sense of smell. And they will always try to go to the place their last visit that they have done their toilet. So it is very crucial at the beginning when you bring a puppy home, really know where you want the puppy to go and uh, mm. you have to take the puppy at first you have to take the puppy to the place and wait it out so you may consider uh, using a small leash you know uh, or carry the puppy to the place uh, when it's most convenient is after the puppy has eaten after the puppy has played pull mm. around playing around and you know, running around uh, after he wakes up from sleep. So uh, you would, uh, uh, after these this various situation, uh, occasions, you would take the puppy to the toilet. If you take the puppy to the toilet and he doesn't immediately do it, then you have to wait. But you can't wait for half an hour, right? So you just wait for about five minutes. And if the puppy won't go, you take the puppy out, maybe play with the puppy so that the puppy exercise a bit and then take back to the toilet. So it's a matter of uh, patience, you know, running around uh, to get the puppy to go to the toilet. 
and it is not, uh, it may feel, it may seem difficult for some people, but if you have the patience, one time only, the puppy will know. Then uh, he will know that that is uh, the toilet. And you can slowly face in your queue. It can be fishy, it can be uh, toilet, it can be any word that you want to uh, let the puppy know that uh, that is the queue. And as the puppy grows up, uh, if you interact with your puppy a lot, if you say toilet, you know, he knows he will rush to the toilet and won't do mm. anywhere. So mm. the key is uh, when a puppy has eaten, when the puppy has played uh, and the puppy has woken up from sleep. So uh, patience means that you have to train many times a day because the puppy cannot hold. Uh, puppies cannot hold much uh, their uh, urine or pee or poo, so they you need to take the puppy many times. And then as the puppy grows older, then you don't have to take so many times, you know, to mm. face it off. Mm. So that's uh, that's uh, one way. Um, if you have a bigger dog, then you may want to take your puppy. Let's say you made a bigger dog. Uh, and you have a landed property. Uh, I assume that you don't have a big dog and put it in an apartment. You know, if you have, if you stay in an apartment, I would really advise please don't get a big dog. Uh, mm. Because so many difficulties will come if you stay in an apartment and you have a big dog. So if you stay in a landed property, then you have a bigger, bigger dog, big size dog. Big size means like wooden retriever, you know. Doberman, German Shepherd, even a husky I would consider is a big dog. Although I know many husky people live in apartments in Malaysia. So if you have a bigger dog, then as a puppy, you also would take the puppy to uh, the toilet area that you want in your small garden, whatever, however small it is, and give him a place. You know, uh, you, but you have to take him. You have to do the same method. You have to take him. You have to wait for him. The crucial thing is timing and waiting, patience. And once they get it, they will get it. So the tower with his pee and all, you hang it at the area that you want the puppy to go. So same thing again after food, after he wakes up, after he has played. So these are the situation you can take the puppy and as he grows uh, bigger, you know, uh, then you don't have to take so many times. Then you have to, you can start taking the puppy out for walks. That, uh, then you can teach him how to do a little bit outside of the of the of the house. You know, uh, that can be that can be done. So I I I have these methods which which I find very. Uh, uh, effective, you know. Uh, for my dogs, my own, uh, I have. When you, what happens when you have a situation when you have more than two dogs? Very difficult to manage. Like I have five dogs, so my dog's toilet is. I actually make a toilet for them, and I take them to the toilet. Uh, it may sound that I, I spend a lot of time. Well, I'm retired. It's okay. <laughs> when I'm working, uh, uh, even when I'm working that time, I, when I used to work that time, I actually hire somebody to come to my house and take my dog 
to the toilet. Mm. Okay? Uh, I do that because uh, I don't want them to have opportunity to uh, do it on their own and and uh, dirty the place and then they don't understand about toileting. So I actually have, you see, I, when I work also, I work from, I leave my house at 6.30 in the morning and I'm back only by about 7. So I actually hire somebody to come two times a day, one time at uh, 12 o'clock and one time at 4 o'clock to take them to the toilet. So the, I've never had any any accident inside the house and, uh, unless, of course, if the, if the dog has a tummy ache or something, there will be uh, difficulties, okay? So that is why uh, for bigger dogs uh, or dogs that you want to take for outside toilet, we come to, to the next topic, which is about leash walking. Mm. Okay. Uh, leash. Uh, there are some people who say that I don't want to take my dog on the leash. I want my dog to just follow me. Of course, the dog can learn to follow you, but you must understand that if you are going outside, there are so many distractions outside. A cat may come suddenly along the way, or uh, a more uh, stray, uh, dangerous, uh, ferocious uh, stray dog coming there and uh, create problem. You know, uh, so so you may have a lot of situations that sometimes you you cannot manage. So that's why you still you have to take the leash while walking the dog, even though the dog is very obedient and and will walk next to you and all that. You still have to teach your dog how to uh, accept the leash and like the leash. So for leash walking, the how I start is as a puppy, you will, you will put the leash on uh, and inside the house and let the dog. The puppy, I mean, drag it, you know, wherever he goes, just drag it, you know. And he may want to bite the leash. So you put the leash on only when you are doing the training, not uh, when you are at work and leave the leash uh, with the puppy, you know. So you, 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 you put the leash on and you have to be around when you do this. So you put the leash on and uh, slowly... Uh, he will learn to accept it and you can uh, wow then you slowly pick up the leash and walk around in the in the room you know and at the same time you encourage the dog to walk with you and uh, just reward the dog uh, reward the puppy uh, with uh, treats and all that and then after that you can take the uh, the puppy slowly outside uh, and uh, walk, try to walk. So my usually what I do is before I even walk on the road immediately, I would take the puppy to a small corner and wait for the puppy to do the toilet. Uh, if the puppy don't, if the puppy do the toilet there, then you are very lucky, you know, you can start the walk. If the puppy don't do the toilet, then I suggest that you only walk a short distance, and then you come back to the same place that you want the puppy to do the toilet and wait it out another few minutes to see whether the puppy will do the toilet. Uh, 
you can repeat this over the in, in about half an hour's time you can repeat this if your puppy don't do the toilet you know it's just this is a bad day uh, timing is not right don't get disappointed you know and then you take back your puppy into the uh, the house you have to take the puppy to his toilet and let him do his toilet then you can feed the puppy or do other things with the puppy if the puppy don't do the toilet outside you bring back inside the uh, the house and he's not doing the toilet again then you don't let the puppy play you have to do a timeout timeout means he has to go inside a creek or uh, enclosed area for bigger dogs uh, we talk about giving them a space outside the house in uh, uh, enclosed space so you need to take the, the, the puppy to his uh, crate or his enclosed space wait for about 10-15 minutes then take the puppy out again and then go to the toilet again then after that only you can feed him or give him or free him whatever you want to do with him so as as the the, the idea is he needs to understand that if you are going out for a walk, before walking, he has to do his toilet in a small space, in a small area outside the house. And then you go for the walk. So that in the, in, in the walk, if he does his toilet, you can do a longer walk, like 10 minutes, 15 minutes. 20 minutes as it goes on, as the puppy grows older, then you also will extend the walk longer. If he, the puppy don't do the toilet, you cut short the walk, you know. Uh, and uh, when the puppy slowly, he, they will like to do their walk and he will do the toilet before he goes for the walk. So that, that's, the, that's the idea of uh, leash walking for toilet purpose. Uh, I have I have a uh, experience before where the dog doesn't want to be or pull outside the home, right? Or the puppy rather not comfortable to be and pull outside. What what else can we do? I mean, uh, I mean, just bring him out periodically to to give him the chance to to do the business, or is there another way to uh, to help the dog? Okay, so um, uh, it, uh, if, the, if the puppy, the, the, there are a few reasons why the puppy won't do uh, it outside. Is um, mm. Number one, the timing is not right. Means that, means that he, has, he has, doesn't have anything higher. How can you explain <laughs> to do, right? So your, your timing must be roughly all right. For example, he has, you want to take him out to do the toilet. So you, he must be like, he woke up from sleep, you know, mm. he, maybe he mm. slept for two hours already, he woke up from sleep, the timing, okay, number one is the timing. The second thing is because of fear. Maybe your puppy is not so confident, mm. okay, so the uh, 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 insecure puppy is actually scared of the surrounding. Mm. He's, he's scared of the surrounding, he's suddenly a bit overwhelmed with the surrounding. Mm. So in such a case, then you don't walk, you just be around, 
the garden, the area, just walk only uh, within that space until he is more settled. You can actually read the puppy whether he is settled or he is like a bit nervous. Mm. Mm. So I think these are the two situations that you have to you have to time it and observe your puppy. If you if it's a, if it's an issue with the puppy uh, being uh, nervous, then you really don't walk so long. You just do it the same area and uh, do it more times. If your if your intention is to let the puppy do the toilet outside, then you have to be very patient and we have to repeat this many times. Just as you are repeating teaching the puppy on the on the toilet tray. You are doing this outside, so it has to be very consistent. I think if you are the patience and consistency will pay off. Mm. Okay. Uh, then, uh, then once the puppy has uh, uh, grown older, you know, and then we talk about walking. Now is the time that we talk about walking. How to walk uh, the puppy? You know. Uh, as the puppy grows older, uh, when you take him out for a work, walk, there are a few things um, he wants to do, the puppy wants to do. He wants to eat the stones. <laughs> he wants to eat the stones and all the dirt on the ground. Mm, you know, mm. he wants to smell all the things, you know. Uh, uh, so, how to stop this? Because when you, when you take the puppy on the walk, first you let the puppy do the toilet, then you have to go walking. Mm. Then come back. The general concept I do uh, puppy, uh, walking dogs is I take the, the puppy to the area, let him do the toilet, toilet. Then I go for my walk. In between the walk, within, within 10 minutes, I don't stop. After about 10 minutes, I stop in a place that I want my puppy to do the toilet. Then I give the command to do the toilet. I wait only for two minutes. If he doesn't do the toilet, I carry on for another 10 minutes walk. Then I come back. It, uh, it so because mm. walking is not toileting, okay? Toileting and walking is two different things. First, you teach the puppy how to do the toilet outside. Then you're going to start walking. So, so now you teach the dog to walk. Like I said, they want to smell and eat everything. They eat stones, they eat grass, they eat so many <laughs> things, right? Uh, so you have to do some prep work before you want to take your puppy for the walk. Because a puppy do not feel what's so exciting walking next to you. He, does, he doesn't understand yet the excitement of walking next to you. Rather, he is more interested in the rubbish, <laughs> in the grass and the stones, uh, and all that. So if you see that, if your first walk with your puppy and you feel that, wow, my puppy really cannot cannot do it, he's, or he's not walking, then you have to do preparatory work. What I mean by preparatory work is, uh, you uh, for me, I teach my dog to hold something in his mouth while walking. So if the dog, the dog uh, holds something in his mouth while walking, it's very difficult for him to smell because if he smells, he has to drop the item. And the minute he drops my item, I shove it back to his mouth. Mm, so, mm. so you got to teach the puppy to like holding the article in his mouth. 
Okay, mm. so that you have to do. That, what's that's what I do for my dogs. Okay, and that's what I I teach other people's dogs also, is to hold something in the mouth, and then when they are successfully holding something in his mouth and able to walk with the leash holding the article in his mouth in your own home area environment, then only you start talking about taking the dog out for the walk mm. with the item. Okay, so that, that's my method. Okay, uh, so um, I, will, I, will talk, I will touch on how to teach that later. Okay, I'll touch on that in the retrieving games. I will touch about that later. podcast is sponsored by Pups Dog Training. Pups is a positive dog training school. We train dogs from puppy to advanced. Pups Training currently focuses on nurturing, training, educating and motivating our trainers to better equip themselves with skills, knowledge, experience to ensure continuing education and keeping abreast with the field of dog training. Our flagship programs include online cyber puppy training, life skills, dog obedience, behavioral modification, private one-on-one home-based training, and dog sports. So now mm. after uh, now toilet training and leash walking, uh, next is um, feeding method. Okay. Uh, how many times would you feed your puppy? Some vets say four times a day up to when they are about six months old. And after six months to 12 months, this is most vets I, I, I hear that saying, from six months to 12 months, you feed uh, three times slowly, go to two times a day, uh, depending on what is your breed and, and all that. Mm. So, so um, uh, in general, um, for dogs, uh, you would normally feed the about what the vet has said, and then depending on how your breed, uh, how big your your dog will grow, and what is the exercise level of your dog. Uh, has, you know, then uh, you can vary your feeding method. Uh, but in mm. general, uh, we feed about two times a day um, for dogs above six months old. You can go back to two times a day. Uh, but uh, that's what I do. Okay. Then uh, feeding method. Okay. Uh, I noticed that a lot of people feed the dogs with the bowl on the floor. Mm. So I I I always tell them that okay you look at your dog he's so tall and he is bending so much to feed on the bowl so he is he is pushing a lot of weight on his front legs even for small dogs you know it, on the ground 
unless it's a duction, <laughs> okay, even for like a, uh, a Jack Russell Terrier, uh, consider a small dog, you know, uh, I would also lift the bowl on higher so that the dog learns to really stand on his uh, front legs, kind of like, uh, that means I'm, how to explain, huh? that means I'm saying that uh, don't allow your dog to bend his head too low. You just mm. bend a little bit that he can take the food. So you need to raise the bowl. It's, and by raising the bowl, you, we can help to prevent the dogs from the front feet from going east-west. I know this is. Uh, I know that uh, genetics uh, play an important role whether the dog's front feet will go east west or not. But we try to help because, especially when it's puppy time, we try to help. Then, as the puppy grows older and older, he that means you have to lift higher and higher so that he get he does not bend down and put pressure on his front legs. So, to me, that's very important. Okay, uh, and uh, I always uh, tell my friends, my dogs always have to work for their food. We all <laughs> have to work for our money. Mm. We all mm. have to work for money, right? Mm. Unless mm. the dog is retired, <laughs> he don't have to work for his food. Like, you know, he, 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 to me, the dog has to work for the food. From puppy-wise, they, they need to understand that uh, the uh, food... They need to work for it, and they and they need to enjoy working for it. Okay, so uh, I would uh, always teach that the dog don't don't put the bowl and then let the dog go and eat by himself. We need to do some exercises. Okay, what kind of exercises? The easiest exercises is to teach your dog to be patient. Means that you take the bowl, you put the food, ask your dog. Uh, to ask your puppy now we're talking about puppy ask your puppy to, to sit or in a down position it doesn't matter either a sit position or down position uh, ask somebody to hold the leash hold the leash so that he's he's uh, manage him so that he's in the same position so you you ask it, ask the puppy to wait and you put the food about maybe uh, one meter uh, half meter or one meter away uh, if the if the puppy rush the food, somebody is there holding the leash, restraining him, and you teach him the uh, to sit or down in the position to wait for the food. Uh, if he stays, of course, as a puppy, he will start to move and move and move. So you 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 have to be patient and get. He will settle down. He will definitely settle down, provided that because he is thinking what you want him to do, because he is expecting the food. So what you do is you take the food from the bowl. Let's say you're feeding kibble or whatever. Take the food, one piece or two pieces, feed him at his position. So he, you do this a couple, a couple of times, he will understand that he, he needs to be in a sit or a down position patiently and you will hand feed him a couple of rounds. Mm-hmm. After you hand feed him a couple of rounds, first you wait, you then you send him to the food, allow him to eat the full bowl. After about five seconds, we start with five seconds, five hand feeding bowl feeding sessions. Then we can extend slowly to ten, 
seconds and so on. So the idea is the target is as a puppy who has come to stay with you within two weeks, if you feed this using this method, he should be able to sit stay or down stay for at least one minute by the mm. end of two weeks mm. before you send him to the food. Okay, that's 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 the aim. So that's one uh, training method feeding that I always do with all puppies who come to me for training. That's the first thing I do. Okay, so then I take to toilet. So that's that that that's the routine. Okay, so that's uh, that's what I mean by feeding method. So um, now I want to go to crate training. Okay, uh, why crate training is important is because uh, the crate actually offers a place where the puppy can learn to time out, can learn to calm down. Uh, and there are a few advantages. Number one, it's, it's a safe place for the puppy. Learn, he, he will learn that it's a safe place. And uh, you can put him inside the, the crate uh, for various situations. One is maybe you have some beetle coming to the house to do some work. Number two is maybe you need to take the puppy to the vet in the car. Um, number three is uh, maybe you want to take the puppy to some park to do exercises or you want to take the puppy uh, to your friends or relatives places or visit somebody um, in the car for more than drive which is more than two hours and all that so so crates uh, training is uh, very important and especially if your if your puppy that you have uh, you are interested to do a lot of sports or even take to uh, training classes uh, you would uh, want to bring a crate because at the training classes that you go to if your dog is not has not learned to be inside the, in the crate it's sometimes uh, difficult to manage when you go for public training. Uh, I mean, public means uh, the big uh, training classes where there are more than four or five dogs, maybe up to 10 dogs. So uh, you want to manage your dog so your dog has to put inside a crate. Uh, because if you don't free your dog, then you can't be trained. Because uh, training classes are actually to train you, not to train your dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so crate training is very important. So, um, I, I, I won't touch on, uh, I just want to touch on the importance of crate training. Crate training, there are many, many methods. You can look mm. at some, uh, you can uh, look at uh, a lot of uh, videos, uh, um, YouTube, you know, there are many, many methods to do crate training. But basically, it is not difficult. So, I leave that to you to. To, to figure it out. Okay. Uh, then I want to talk about uh, retrieving games. Okay. Yeah, okay. Before, so just, before that, mm. I want to share with you. For example, for crate training, right? Uh, I've also experienced some of the client that comes to us. Uh, you always raise a concern where, you know, if you crate train the dog, and sometimes when we do timeout, right, as a punishment, we also put the dog into the crate. Uh, will that end up be a 
uh, it, it, will that add the crates to be a negative uh, uh, place for the dog to rest? Uh, what, what is okay. your take on that? Okay. Okay. Uh, okay, I don't think it's a, con uh, uh, a concern provided that your crate training is always done positively at the beginning. Mm. Mm. Okay, because if at the beginning when the puppy is looking at the crate, he is getting all the positive things when, you, when he's going inside the crate, right? That's mm. the beginning of crate training. So, uh, once he once the puppy learn, let's say let's say I talk about crate training, let's say you're doing it every day. After three months, you the positive thing that you are going to teach the dog to go inside the crate is occasional surprise uh, treats. It's not hmm. uh, it's not like I go inside the crate, the, the puppy is saying, "Where's my where's my treat?" After about three months, when he goes inside the crate, you know he his his concept should be. Oh, this is where I want to go. I'm not waiting for my treat. So you have to face in an occasional surprise treat. Not all the time you give the treat. Okay. Once you have uh, once you have faced out and not all the time you give the treat, then uh, when you when you when you have a time out, time out. Ask the puppy to go inside the crate. It's you who are thinking of the time out. It's you who think that the puppy has not done a good thing and you need a timeout, but the puppy doesn't know. Mm. So mm. how would the puppy, how would the puppy think that, confused that uh, the crate is going to be negative? Mm. Mm. Good point there's, there. there's no negative. Uh, there's no negativity because the negativity is us. We are the one who's saying that okay, timeout, you go inside the the crate. But actually, the puppy does not know why why he's. Uh, that is the punishment. Mm. If you have done all the positive things, the puppy does not understand that the crate is a punishment. Okay. That's my concept. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So mm. now we're going to talk about retrieving games. Huh? Yes. So the first retrieving game that, uh, before we go to the first retrieving game, okay. All dogs, in my opinion, whether you are a retriever or a mongrel dog, you know, or a mixed breed or a, a whatever, big size, small size, you know. To me, all dogs can do retrieving, but they have to start from young. Okay? Well, that's so, a very good news for many people. All dogs is trainable for retrieve. That's a good news. Yes, yes. All dogs are trainable, but they must start from young. Start mm. from young means... Uh, as young as two months. Mm. Okay, you start. Doesn't mean that two months you throw something, you will bring back. It doesn't mean like that. Okay, start means that you have to start from basic steps at two months old. So the first basic step is hold something in the mouth. Okay, hold something in the mouth. Okay. Hold something in the mouth. I just go through the basic first. Huh? Then we, uh, if we have time, we'll go into more, more detail. Mm. Uh, uh, but I have a video that shows the steps. Okay? Uh, but I just go through the rough ones. So the, pup, the puppy holds something in the mouth. Mm. Uh, after you teach the puppy to hold something in the mouth, 
then you teach the puppy to walk with holding the item in his mouth, walk on the leash uh, inside your own, own environment. Okay, then take your puppy out to outside. Of course, when he's doing his toilet, you like can't let him hold, like, you take it away from him. Uh, when he has done his toilet, you ask him to hold again and then you do your walk. Five minutes walk, three minutes walk, whatever, and slowly progress. So the idea is he will hold something presented to him by you and he will walk. So you also need to let him, his mouth press, right? <laughs> so, don't, don't, so you let him walk for a few minutes, then you ask him to give it to you. Uh, maybe you walk for one minute, then you give it back to him again. Uh, he learns how to walk with, with the item in his mouth. Right? Once he has done that, the next step is ask him to hold the item in his mouth, sit at the position, because he knows about sit already because you have been feeding him the method I was telling you about feeding. So he understands, so you have the, the food prepared, the bowl, okay? Um, you ask him to go in a sit or down position and you give the item for him to hold. Because his expectation is that, you see, his expectation that you are going to send him to the food and uh, he's holding the item. So you take the, the small, small piece of food from the bowl, go to him and ask him to give, give you the, the item, then you reward him. Then after that, you ask him to hold again. So the, the hole you must teach separately huh, before you, you mix into this. Okay, I'm hmm. assuming that you're, teach, you're giving him the food, the feeding method for the past two months. And then now you start to, uh, then during these two months separately, you teach him how to hold the item and walk. Hmm. Then you're going to hmm. combine and ask him to sit and hold the item. And then you are going to take one piece of food for him to hold. So it's the whole gift situation. Okay. After that, you are going to take this, uh, after a few weeks, you're going to take this bowl of food uh, far away, maybe about, about two meters or something, two meters, and then you're asking him to sit in a position and hold the item, and you're going to ask him to come, 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 okay? So he will want to come to you because the food is next to you in the bowl. He won't rush through food because if, if you have been doing all the training, uh, as I told you about, then he, you ask him to come and he will rush to you. Uh, and uh, uh, then you uh, ask him to sit, okay, and then ask him to give the ball to you. Then you will take one piece and reward him. So now he has learned how to hold the item and come to you. Right? Uh, then the next stage is only you throw the item. So throwing the item for him to retrieve is the last step you will do. Okay. Mm. Uh, this is my method. I, I find that it's, uh, it's quite effective because I managed to train a uh, stray dog, uh, uh, rescue dog from SPCA and the puppy came to me at about seven months old and uh, I still managed to train the puppy at seven months old to do the retrieve after about one month. So I'm quite sure that uh, if you start the puppy at young and you do it do it slowly, thinking about it, you know, and then uh, do the training. Uh, a lot of people will just throw the item and then the dog run, take the thing 
and then run away. <laughs> so that's why never throw the item yet until you have learned all these steps, holding the item, coming to you, you know, all that. Then only you start to throw. Mm. Then you get more successful that when you throw the item, he will bring back to you. Okay, so that is the retrieving game. The retrieving mm. games. Okay, so um, that means I have already touched on uh, I think I will touch on uh, all the topics that I want to touch on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So this, uh, so since we are talking about puppy, puppy hook, puppy hook, so uh, this training is best. You can start at about two, three months old. Okay. You really can start as a puppy comes to you immediately, you know, to uh, you usually get the puppy about two, three months. What if you get a puppy which is seven, eight months? Mm. It's the same thing. To me, it's the same thing. Uh, whether the puppy can learn the thing fast or not, it's not that the puppy is uh, not trainable. It's mostly is because of your training method. <laughs> <laughs> so as uh, because as a puppy you know uh, uh, when you train if you, if you don't, I feel that uh, when you when you don't have good training habits you know you uh, train a young a puppy before six months old the puppy mm. you have more success to cover mm. up your not so good <laughs> training method but if you have a puppy which is uh, seven months, more than seven months, maybe from uh, seven to 12 months old puppy, please seek a professional help. <laughs> okay. Okay. Because it's not, it's not the puppy's fault. It's because as the puppies are from, uh, in my opinion, a puppy is from uh, uh, six months to 12 months, the puppy is already, has already grown up and has indirectly learned some bad habits. Mm. Mm. And a lot of people say stubborn. Mm. A puppy is very stubborn. Mm. So it, it's uh, because the, the puppy has slowly matured. You know, the puppy mature, the maturity of a puppy is faster than a human baby. A mm. human baby, six months to 12 months, is still a baby. <laughs> you know? But a uh, puppy, six months to 12 months, in those terms, is uh, although it's called a puppy, you know, but he's already matured quite fast in that sense, mm. you know. So mm. he has learned to be stubborn. So mm. when you don't have good training habits, you know, uh, then you may have a problem. So that's mm. why it's better to seek uh, professional help. Then, it, then your journey will be less mm. painful. <laughs> So let's look at the what I call that the retrieve the the uh the item that you use for the retrieve, right? Uh what is your recommendation? Do do we just use anything that the dog likes? Or do you have a specific like dumbbell? Uh is it make a certain one uh, uh a material that is more uh better for the dogs? Or your take is that it can be anything that the dog likes and that would basically helps to speed up the training on the retrieve? Is there something okay. like that? Okay. Um, in my opinion, I wouldn't mm. use the dumbbell first. Okay. Mm. The reason is because uh, as if you are if uh, you are thinking of doing a proper retrieve, uh, so-called uh, 
competition type of retrieve, okay, then you 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 want to reserve the dumbbell later to teach the, the dog as it matures, it's a different game. Mm-hmm. Okay? Uh, I'll I tell you my, my idea. I use the ball when I'm in uh, open space. And when I throw the ball, the, 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 my dog will catch the ball and bring back, and he will drop because he's expecting a next ball to be thrown. Mm. That's the game for the ball, okay? I don't do that for the dumbbell. When I'm doing the dumbbell, he knows that dumbbell means he has to take it, he has to come to me, he has to sit in front of me, he has to give it to me, then uh, he has to go to my left position, you know, then that is considered as the completion of that game. So if you are interested for competition-wise, then don't use the dumbbell as the, this thing. So in fact, don't use the dumbbell at all yet. Just use, uh, I, I wouldn't use the ball because what happened is that the ball bounces. Mm. So sometimes it's very difficult. It bounces out and then he's running so far away and you can't even call him. You only use the ball when your dog is very good at coming back to you. Mm. But ball mm. gives a very far distance. So it's very good, very good exercise for big dogs. Even mm. small dogs too. But I wouldn't mm. use the ball when it's uh, uh, when your dog is not, when a puppy especially is not uh, uh, so so good yet coming mm. back to you. Right? Mm. So I mm. would use something uh, that the dog can easily hold. Mm. Okay? Uh Maybe uh, I I call it what uh, what do you call that? It's a long thing. Sometimes uh, it can be something long enough that the dog can hold, but it's not a shell dumbbell. It's something softer. Mm. Uh, mm. What do you call that? Uh, Dexter, I forgot the name. Was uh, <laughs> dummy, dummy, dummy. Ah, dummy. Okay, okay, okay. Dummy. Okay. Uh, dummy and the, but dummy got many types. Ah, uh. there's the rubber dummy. There's the the cloth type. Of dummy, mm. and then there's the rubber hose. Uh, that's one of the the hose, uh, you know, where the fire fireman's hose are uh, those hose type of dummy. Uh, uh. You know, so so uh, most dogs, I think, uh, like a little bit softer material, so that because of the puppy, uh, the mouth uh, is still not very very itchy, uh, the teeth and all that. So you they would prefer a softer type of thing, dummy. Okay. Okay. Hmm. Mm. Uh, that, that's 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 what I use. Uh. So mm. so I start off my uh, my puppies with my own puppies, my own dogs, my puppies. I start mm. off with uh, the soft uh, dummy type of dummy first, and then later I progress to the rubber type of dummy, just to let the the uh, the puppy understands various types of uh, texture. You know, mm. Mm. Uh, then. When I think that the uh, the retrieve is okay already, then I will want to teach. If I want to teach the competition retrieve, uh, then I will use. I'll bring up the uh, the dumbbell. Okay. Uh, that's the competition retrieve, and then I won't bring up. I won't bring up the ball yet. I bring up the ball last because after he has learned for me, after he has learned the competition type of uh, retrieve, then I will do the 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 ball in the open space because the, the, the rules I want him to understand to, to understand that the rules are different. 
the competition dummy and the competition uh, 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 this uh, dumbbell is a different game the ball is a different game so mm. so after that then, then we have various types okay cool yeah okay so I just now uh, understand that you did mention that uh, you have some video that you have uh, set up so uh, how can our listener gets to your uh, website to access your uh, your videos I don't know <laughs> actually I have uh, put them I have put them in YouTube but currently now I put them as unlisted unlisted oh, okay. means unlisted means that if I give you the link, you can view it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah right, the, right. I haven't, I haven't made it public yet. I oh, put okay. them so under. Okay. Ah, at the moment, uh, okay. Okay. Uh, at the moment, I haven't. So, if really anybody listening to this and wanted, you just drop me a, uh, I don't know. Maybe drop a note to Dexter. You know, then. Uh, yeah, huh? yeah. You can give me your contact, uh, your email address or something. Then I can get them to uh, look out for you, right? Ah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So. So usually we will provide like your website, uh, your your email address, so that when people want to look for you, they will be able to access uh, to your website uh, to gain right. more info. Right. And if they want to have a direct communication to you, then they will push you. Yeah. So that's the the way uh, that we do for our podcast. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. That that that'll be good because uh, the uh, the how to retrieve. Uh, the basic steps I've already got a video, so it uh, then I will move to once they learn it, then I will slowly move to the competition type, and then I will mm. move to the playing ball ball retrieve, and then uh, the other one is the distance retrieve. Distance retrieve is uh, I put the item far away, about twenty to twenty five meters. I drop it mm. there, and then uh, bring back, break take the dog away. And then I will send the dog. Uh, he won't see the. Like, he, it's like teaching him is uh, the muscle memory. Uh -huh. A kind of. I don't know whether it works for other dogs or not. So far, I've only tried on retrievers, mm. my own dogs. Mm. Uh, I will be interested to test on other dogs. Okay. Mm. Uh, whether because uh, I find that when I train this distance retrieve, it only took me two. In fact, two trials, two tests. I didn't specifically try. Of course, I've done all the training of the, this one. Uh, he already know how to how to train and uh, uh, fetch and try throw something. He comes back. Uh, then I tested. I just tested. I throw. I put something far away and I bring the the puppy away, and I just sent. And they just went, and mm. they just came back. So, but because they are retrievers, so it's in their genes, right? I'm mm. not sure for other dogs whether they will do it. They were able to do it after they have done all the training that I was talking about, the, the basic steps, whether mm. they can do it or not. I'm going to try on the, I have one uh, wire fox terrier, mm. wire hair fox terrier. So I'm going to try, test him. Uh, after another two, three weeks, after I complete my basic uh, retrieving training with him, then I'm going to test him and see whether it works or not for him. Okay, okay. Give us a bit. Uh, yeah, all right. That will be a very interesting uh, result. Yeah, it'll be, it'll yeah. be interesting. Okay, so I think okay. uh, thank you very much for this session. I think we learned a lot on all the other uh, five items that we are looking at. 
uh, you know, we're talking about uh, the pilot training, we're looking at uh, the different feeding option, right? And then we're talking about walking the dog in the loose leash, then we do the crate training, and then the last thing is where we talk about the retrieve game, right? I think that is a, a very uh, interesting uh, podcast today. I, I, I think the listener will, will, will be uh, will be intrigued uh, to look into there's so many things that they can you know learn from uh, uh expert like us uh, not not me like you <laughs> you know so that, yeah, so that they, they can have uh, uh, uh you know uh, information to how to how can they further engage their dog in uh, or their puppy in a different way of training uh, learning from people who are you know maybe from another country you know where we also have the uh, what we call the, the the same belief, the same passion. It's just that maybe the method may be different and here and here and there. But that's not critical. That's the really part is that how do we get it done, right? How do we set up uh, success for the puppy, and how do we uh, train them to to then gain uh, the fun out of the training, right? So I think that is the key importance, right? So yeah. Uh, yeah. so, so yeah. thank you again uh, for for coming on to the podcast. Uh, we will uh, definitely look out for you for the third series. Right, that that would be uh, uh, definitely would be another uh, big topic that we can discuss on. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Thank okay. you. Yeah. Thank you so much. Okay. Okay. Bye. Bye. I want to thank you for joining us for this podcast, and if you like our show. Uh, please click on the subscribe button so that you will be uh, prompted with the latest episode that's available on our channel, a Train Your Dog Podcast. Right? Or you can leave us uh, a review at uh, uh, podchaser.com slash pubsg. Podchaser as in P-U-D-C-H-A-S-E-R.com. Right? And you all, you can leave with us uh, the review at uh, your favorite uh, podcast channel. Uh, this will help our uh, listener to be able to find our channel uh, when they search for us uh, over the search engine. Once again, you can find us at pups.com.sg, which is P-U-P-S. Pups has a trainer academy to nurture, train, educate, and motivate all trainers to better equip ourselves with skill, knowledge, experience, and to ensure continuous education to keep abreast with the field of dog training. Pups Dog Training, we provide Puppy 101, Pet Dog, and Dog Sport Training. And our flagship program, our Dog Obedience Life Skill Program, and also the Puppy Fundamentals Obedience Classes, and Puppy Fundamental Agility Classes, and a Behavioral Consulting. Thanks again for listening to our podcast and we hope you like it and I'll see you again in our next podcast. Thanks. See you, yeah?